Hello and welcome to the latest Mirror Football podcast. As you can tell, I'm not Aaron Flanagan. He is uh, feeling the after effects of a Christmas party and isn't with us today, which is a shame. So I'm Alex Richards and I'm joined today by Tom Bristow and James Whaling. Guys, how are we doing? Good, good. Very good, thank you. Okay, so let's get straight into it, shall we? The big game this weekend, the one everybody's talking about, except perhaps for those on Merseyside. We'll get to that later. Manchester United hosting Manchester City. The Premier League's top two going at it. Tom, United, no Paul Pogba after his sending off last week. What do we think? Uh, it's a huge blow. I mean, that, that's stating the obvious, isn't it? He, we could see how United coped without him um, when he was injured, and they did okay. But they had they missed that flair, they missed that spark, and he's someone that definitely brings that to the team. Um, he is a really good driver of the ball. When he plays alongside Matic, he knows that Matic is going to hold, uh, and he can get forward. He can pass forward, and his touches. I mean, against Arsenal, he was absolutely out of this world until the sending off, obviously. Um, and some of his passing was just unbelievable. So it's a huge blow. However, um, I mean, United can't reflect on that. Jose Mourinho can't reflect on that. He has to cope without him, and, have to, and he'll have to find a way to do that. James, could Pogba being absent actually work in United's favour? Given that, you know, Graeme Souness and Steven Gerrard both quite vocal in the week about how he perhaps lacks discipline in that central role when he plays in the two alongside Matic. You assume they'll bring in Ander Herrera to play alongside um, the Serbian. So he's a more defensive, more gritty player. We saw the performance he put in against Steven Hazard when they beat Chelsea last season. Could it actually work to United's benefit against this City midfield that features Kevin De Bruyne possibly David Silver if he's fit, to have a more prosaic, defensively-minded player like Herrera instead of Pogba? I understand the argument, but, you know, Paul Pogba, a fit and firing Paul Pogba is the first name on Manchester United's team sheet. I, mean, I, I don't subscribe to the theory that him being absent is um, is a help to United. I think it's very much a hindrance. Um, I think in the weeks that he was absent from the team, I think there was a... Um, a marked change in, in in United's performances. I don't think while they were picking up results, they weren't they weren't doing the teams what they were at the start of the season and what they've started to do again in the last couple of weeks since Pogba's come back from injury. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I don't I don't subscribe to the theory that it's it's a healthy United. I understand the the argument with Herrera, um, but you know if you're pointing towards Pogba's discipline, Herrera has shown in the past that he he's also got that tempestuous streak. Good point. <clears throat> and that you know in a in a game of this magnitude, United will be hoping he can channel that in the right way to, to you know, be effective alongside Matic in that midfield because the the midfield that City have got and the forward line, you know, those two players will arguably be the most important for United on the day if Herrera does indeed come in. And of course, Pogba was excellent at Arsenal last week, Tom. Mm. Yeah, I mean, up to as we said earlier, he's sending off. He was fantastic. Still things like his first touch is bringing the ball in and getting it straight out and defeat. And I think, you know, obviously people will look at the whole Lukaku recent goal drought and Pogba comes back into the team and he scores again. I think there is uh, little coincidence in that because I think Pogba gets the ball to him quicker, right into his feet, how he likes it. It's very direct. And he had, he had that spark um, and that flair and that bit of Manchester United zest and attacking like flair that everybody loves. Um, it's a huge blow. I think, but as we said, you know, we'll have to we'll have to move on. Yeah, uh, of course, when you're playing this city side that keeps the ball the way they do, um, it's going to be so important to get that first pass going forwards so that they can attack a city back line. 
Uh, without Pogba, they do lose that. Do we think then that a player like Henrik Mkhitaryan or Juan Mata will get called back into the side, given that they have seemingly been out of favour under Mourinho lately? I think Mkhitaryan is far from the flavour of the month, isn't he? You know, he, um, he had a run in the side at the start of the season and, and didn't really return the kind of um, numbers in terms of goals and assists that Jose Mourinho would have liked. And and he's subsequently been bombed out a little bit. You know, he's 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 had to make do with appearances from the bench and things like that. Um, you know, we've seen Mourinho time and again uh, when he 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 plays um, other big teams, other top four contenders, usually away from home. But um, I think I think it could be the case, even though the games at Old Trafford, that he does play perhaps a little bit more defensively minded than he might ordinarily do. Um, United were brilliant at Arsenal. You know, they they went and attacked there in the first sort of ten fifteen minutes. They got that two goal cushion and then they had something to sit on. And although I don't actually think they did it that well, um, David de Gea produced one of the performances of the season to to ultimately seal the three points for United. But I do think that Mourinho could revert to that more defensive style, uh, and I'd be I'd be surprised to see Mkhitaryan come in in place of Pogba. Uh, I think Mourinho's going to want someone who is more willing to run around a bit more, more willing to make a, a big tackle, um, more willing to sort of disrupt the flow that David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, uh, David Silva, if he indeed plays, um, are going to are going to bring for for City. And you know, they've been two of the outstanding performers of the Premier League so far this season. And of course, United's win at Arsenal last week. Jesse Lingard again, mm. absolutely outstanding in that number ten role his movement off the ball, his ability to get in support of Lukaku, and then he had the finishing touches as well, scoring twice. How impressed have you been with him? Yeah, over the last two weeks, he's done fantastic. But that was my surprise, um, and I think it was a lot of United fans' surprise to see him on that Arsenal team sheet because he isn't the most defensively-minded player, and I think a lot of United fans know that, and obviously Jose Mourinho knows that. And He does put a shift in, though. He does, he does. He does a lot of running, I agree. But someone like Mkhitaryan is is known for for getting back and putting in, uh, you know, what as you as you described a shift. But Lingard he, he can be guilty of letting his player go. However, he did a lot of running against Watford, came in and did the same against against Arsenal. Got a brace. Um, so it's it's the problem with Lingard has always been his, his consistency. If he can do it again against City, then he, he'll be in the, rest, the team for the rest of the season. I mean. His performance against Arsenal was amazing, but I don't know. I I get the feeling that City aren't Arsenal, are they? They're, they're far more attacking, so I get the feeling that he may be dropped out for a more defensively-minded player. I personally didn't see uh, Lingard's form in those last those two games that you mentioned against Watford and Arsenal. I didn't see that coming no, from, from a mile off. You know, he, he's, he's one of those players, as you mentioned, very inconsistent and for him to put together even just two games of that level, you know, arguably one of United's best two or three players on the day in both fixtures, as you rightly said, scored scored two goals uh, against Arsenal and was was arguably their best outfield player. So um, I think it would be incredibly harsh for Jose Mourinho to turn around after those two performances and say, "You're on the bench, son. This is the team we're going with." Um, I'd, I'd be pretty surprised by that. I think Lingard, you know, I've I've been a, a critic of him in the past, but I think he's actually earned earned the shirt and and fully deserves to keep it. 
he's another one of those United players, you know, Sykes Ferguson had a lot of them down the years. Um, not really going to play every week, but when they come in, they have those kind of games where two or three games, they're solid and they do a job. I'm thinking particularly like the likes of Park Ji Sung. You know, for a large spell of a season, you wouldn't really notice him, but he'd come in and there'd be that one or two games when he was outstanding and you understood his value to United. Um, he was great in the big games, wasn't he, Park? Like, oh, you know, Ferguson no. always turns Park in the big games. Mm. And again, United, United would... You, they would love someone like him this weekend because of the sheer energy it brought. But is that, is that sort of thing that Lingard can bring? Because, you know, against a, a, a team that's going to say, let's say, part the bus against United, you need somebody with that little bit of flair, that bit of creativity, that little bit of ingenuity in the mind that they can unlock a defence. That's not necessarily his game. His game is very much about pace and getting in support, running the channels, getting in and around and making off-the-ball runs. He's very good at running off the ball. Um, in a game where space is going to open up for United on the counter, if, as we expect, City come and try to dominate possession, that could be invaluable. How does City combat that, though, themselves? Well, I, I, I don't think Manchester City need to worry about any other team. You know, they need to focus on themselves. Um, you know, obviously Pep Guardiola will have he'll have assessed United and he'll have drawn up plans, but. Ultimately, if City play to their the best of their ability, I think they win any game in in the Premier League. I think they've shown that for the majority of this season. Uh, the last couple of times out, they have their performances haven't been to the standard that they had in previous weeks, where they've been hitting teams for five and six with regularity. Uh, they needed a, a last minute Raheem Sterling won the goal to to get past Southampton, and again another late goal against West Ham. I think they actually fallen behind in that game in a fixture where I think uh, I think we were all pretty concerned for what might happen to West Ham so uh, I think Guardiola will be desperate to get back on that horse of, of the performances prior to that um, but I don't think he'll be concerned Despite this um, winning run in the Premier League has complacency maybe become an issue then given the amount of late goals they're having to <coughs> score lately to get three points um, No I just think it Adds another dimension to their, or another string to their bow that they're capable of doing that. You know, you can't smash teams four 0 every week. Um, even Barcelona didn't do that under Guardiola. You, so the fact that they can go out there and play and hit teams with high intensity until the 90th minute and get goals like Raheem Sterling did, We're wearing down teams. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, and and getting that all important 90th minute goal just shows that they can they can do that. I mean, when you've got those players on the pitch, anything's possible. So. Um, I think James is right. They, I think, obviously they need to worry about certain players. You know, like Martial's pace and you know closing down Lukaku so he doesn't get a shot away and things like that. But if they play the way we know they can, I expect them to dominate at Old Trafford, especially in terms of possession. And uh, yeah, just wear them down. I don't think it will be. A, well, I'll say this: it might be another six-goal thriller, but I don't think it will be. But um, I think they'll dominate possession and go out there and, and look to win, to be honest. Okay. You touched on Raheem Sterling and his late goals. He has been a revelation <coughs> this season. You have to assume he starts this weekend, no matter what City formation they line up with. You have to assume he starts, he's been that good. Who plays alongside him in that City attack? Uh, I think Aguero starts as, as the focal point, as a, as a central striker. Um, he may be tempted by... Um, Gabriel Jesus just sheer 
because of his sheer pace. But I don't I don't see him going with him. I think I think Aguero will be that. I say a lone striker. I mean, he's 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 obviously going to have three or four more players in in those attacking areas with him. But as that central focal point, you have Sterling on one side. I think I'd personally stick with Leroy Sane. He has had a fantastic season, although the last couple of games, again, as with the team as a whole, probably with the exception of Sterling, hasn't been quite as quite as impressive as as maybe it has in in previous weeks. And then it's all down to whether um, whether David Silva's fit. You know, Kevin De Bruyne obviously plays. You'd expect David Silva to as well, but uh, if he's not available, there seems to be a bit of a cloud over that at the minute. That's when Guardiola has has a decision to make. Does he bring in sort of a, a more attacking player, or does he bring bring someone in to sit with Fernandinho and um, and try and try and nullify the attacking threat that United have got? Well, yeah, very interesting, Jose Mourinho, kind of biting at Pep Guardiola earlier this week. Um, Guardiola saying Silva was a doubt. Mourinho turning round, having seen Alexander Lacazette be a doubt for the Arsenal game, and then Lacazette be on the starting lineup for the Gunners. Uh, Mourinho had a little nibble at Pep, didn't he? Um, a rivalry renewed, perhaps? Uh, maybe not. Not quite at the time when he was poking people's eyes out on the uh, <laughs> on the Real Madrid touchline. But um, it's certainly the mind games are starting early, aren't they? Um, and he's a he's a specialist at that. Over the years, we've seen him rile up managers and just start those little off off field tweaks that can, you know, get in players' heads or managers' heads. And I think at the end of the day he's right to not take anything for granted. You can't just assume one of their best players who recently signed a contract extension uh is gonna be out. Because if you do and he plays then you know you are gonna be left wanting. Is that possibly United and Mourinho's way back into the title race this season? Just getting into the mind of Pep Guardiola, trying to put him off his rhythm. I think Mourinho will definitely try that, won't he? As we've seen this week, I think he'll try every trick in the book. Um, I still see United as City's closest rivals to for the title. Uh, I think it's it's very difficult already to see City not winning it, even if United get the three points this weekend. Well, um, one bookmaker have paid out today. They have, they have, and that's not much of a surprise to me. Um, yeah, look, I say I think United are the closest rivals, and if they are going to mount a serious challenge I think they have to win this weekend mm. and and that's that must be in the back of Jose Mourinho's mind you know I said earlier that I think he may revert to a slightly more defensive system than the one he used at Arsenal but you know if he's got that at the forefront of his mind that if we are going to win the title we need to start clawing points back maybe he will opt for a more attacking attacking system the thing about City this season is two things how they respond to their first defeat because that will happen at some point I'm sure um, well, beating in midweek in Europe but a very experimental yeah. team though their first Premier League defeat yeah. then, if you will uh, it depends how they, they, they respond to that and at some point I'm sure I say this they probably won't now they'll probably go the rest of the season on being, they will go through a blip it just depends if they're too far ahead when that blip comes yeah. the point just might be too far for any team you know a couple of losses and they'll probably still be topped by two points well at the moment it's eight points um Come Sunday evening, what do we think? Down to five, up to eleven, or are we sticking at eight between the two Manchester clubs? I quite fancy a draw. I think I hate to sit on the fence, but I think if this but game, you're going to if, if this game was at the Etihad, I'd be back in City. But I don't have that same conviction in United at Old Trafford. <clears throat> I don't think they'll lose the game, but I think City will come away from there with a point. Maybe one, maybe one all. 
it really does depend, doesn't it, on Jose Mourinho's lineup and his, his tactics. And if he if he comes out of the blocks and fine, uh, then I think they've got a chance. I I think it'll be a draw as well. I think it's just too too tough to to, to uh, yeah, keep the teams apart. And I think Paul Pogba makes that much of a difference as well. So it'll be a very interesting affair at Old Trafford on Sunday afternoon. Then you can keep up with that Mirror Football. We'll have all the action via our live blog. Follow us on Twitter at Mirror Football. Follow us on Facebook as well. Before the Manchester derby vote, another derby. This one on Merseyside. Liverpool and Everton locking horns once more. Um, Sam Allardyce. Are we calling it two wins in two, or is it just one win in? Uh, I think I think we have to give David Unsworth a little bit of credit for that first one. Yeah, uh, he was in the stands, but I don't think he had any any uh, influence on on their performance. So yeah, just the one win. However, that was an important win for them to get under him, and 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 just the one they needed coming to a fixture like this. So what do we think of Everton now? You know, I I saw the game at the weekend, Huddersfield. Ashley Williams suddenly looks like a centre half again. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin did a job up front, scored. Gilfie Sigurdsson found the net. They seem to turn a little bit of a corner, don't they? I mean, I don't know how big a corner you can really turn given that it's two results. But, you know, there was a bit of a toxic atmosphere around the club. I think this is a perfect game where we can see if they have actually turned a corner because, as you say, those two games, Huddersfield, good start, but they're sliding down. West Ham, real struggle. Yeah. So do we think... Yeah, I think we'll probably learn a lot. I mean... I think Sam Allardyce is. This is exactly the kind of game that made Everton plump for him. You know the the form Liverpool are in, the goals they're scoring. How many times have we seen Big Sam in charge of? You know, with all due respect, clubs a lot smaller than Everton and go to big grounds and get something. Party pooper. Exactly, and 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 I think, as you say, we'll learn a lot from this Everton display. Um, can can they nullify that front three? That is just scoring goals for fun, especially Mo Salah. You know, I think we all expected him to hit the ground running, but maybe not to be the top goal scorer in the Premier League as we approach Christmas. Um, Everton have an absolutely dreadful record at Anfield in the Premier League, and you know what better time uh, for them to change that? Tom, you're a, you saw Liverpool last weekend. Mo Salah, how good is he? Uh, he's yeah. <laughs> I think the goals speak for themselves, don't they? I don't think, yeah, as James says, I don't think anybody expected him to hit the ground running quite as he did. But obviously, that was the reason why Chelsea signed him all those years ago. They must have seen this in him. They must have uh, known that he was capable of doing this and scoring the goals. But I think it certainly helps that he's playing alongside the likes of Coutinho. I think since Coutinho's come back into the side, those two have linked up and formed a, a, a wonderful partnership. And then you've got. Sadio Amani, who's equally as quick, and those two on the counter attack are just—I don't think I've ever seen a counter attack as quick as that. And their goal—I was at the West Ham game when they beat them four-one, and West Ham conceded a goal from that, like from a, a corner that they had at the other end, and that was it. Just Salah and Mane, bang, straight up the other pitch, one-two passes between them, and it was a goal, and that is frightening for any team to defend. Um, and Big Sam, the first thing he'll be doing is shoring up that defence. The issue and here that I would have is is that you you mentioned how good they are on the counter attack, and we saw in midweek them absolutely destroy Spartak Moscow, whose 
defensive structure and defence was all over the place. Spartak had to win at Anfield, so you can understand why they would be quite open and offensive. But they're not going to get that from Everton this weekend. This is going to be an Everton team that sits in, digs in, heads it, clears it. They'll be organised. That's when Liverpool have tended to have the biggest problems yeah. against against the sides that don't leave space, don't leave gaps for players like Salah and Mane to run into, that get on Coutinho and don't let him pick those little holes. Is this, as we say, Big Sam loves to spoil a party. Could this be another weekend where Liverpool maybe don't hit their stride? I know what you're saying about Everton's structure and that Allardyce will definitely have them organised, but I don't think... You still can't look too far from Everton's defensive record this season. Uh, they just—they haven't got brilliant players back there, and you can be as organised and as structured as you like. When you've got a front line boasting Mo Salah, boasting Sadio Mane, and we imagine it'll be Roberto Firmino who continues through the middle, um, the form those three players are in—you could have Cannavaro and Maldini back there, and I think they'd fancy themselves to at least score. I think they would now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I think while they will be organised, I still think Liverpool will will likely have too much for them uh, in those forward areas. I think the performance in midweek, albeit against an, a side that's you know, not not up to scratch, basically in, in terms of what Liverpool play every week in Spartak Moscow, but to score seven goals against anyone. Can you imagine how confident? And all three players scored as well. Coutinho bagging a hat-trick. He, his, his confidence is going to be through the roof. Can you imagine how confident those four players in particular are? They won't be They won't be having nightmares about Ashley Williams, believe me. Well, it's 15 goals in three games for Liverpool at the moment. What do we think of them defensively, though? You know, um, it's always been the Achilles heel under Klopp. It's something that he didn't go and fix with Virgil van Dijk in that very well publicised pursuit in the summer Everton they can get a goal at Anfield can't they? Oh, they're certainly capable of, of getting a goal yeah especially against this this Liverpool defence as you say nothing's changed in that Liverpool defence it's, it's still the same players however I do think they're playing better uh, obviously attacking wise and midfield wise I think they're and that's where they're winning, winning games and while they're attacking, I mean, it's a cliche, isn't it? The best form of uh, defence is the attack. And it's exactly what they've been doing over the last few games. They haven't had to worry too much about their defence because the uh, the attack has been so good. And I think they'll dominate possession at Anfield. Um, and I think they'll be playing a lot around that Everton penalty area. And I, I think they will struggle to, to pick holes, as you say. But I think they will wear down Everton after a while. I think it'll all depend on how quick the breakthrough comes, won't it? You know, if they score in the first five minutes, the game completely changes. Mm. Um, I think we can see just how seriously Sam Allardyce has taken this as well, with with the fact that he's not going to Cyprus for Everton's Europe League game. You know, that's that's a step that is quite unprecedented. I think. Uh, you know, he knows there's only one game in town this week. Well, effectively, that game doesn't matter. He's, he's sent it under. 23 yeah. side hasn't he but yeah. still you know for a man who's taken charge of one competitive fixture so far you'd think he'd you'd think he'd accompany any kind of team that's wearing that badge I think there's three or four thousand Everton fans heading out there so it seems a little bit of a strange decision to me but as I say that just shows how much importance he's putting on this game he's well aware of 
at the context of it, not just um, in terms of Premier League points. You know, you've also got the fact that it's a local derby and and everything that comes with it, the fanfare that comes with it. So, you know, I think uh, we are incredibly lucky to have two games of such magnitude within a few hours of each other on Sunday. I just get the feeling he's going to try and frustrate Liverpool. As you say, the longer they don't score, the longer they're going to get frustrated. And those three up top are all about scoring goals. That's what makes them happy. And if you can frustrate them and annoy them and try and wear them down and get a boring nil-nil, Right, the fans might not be very happy, but Allardyce will walk away. I, I imagine if, if Everton get a boring nil-nil, their away fans will be thrilled. Yeah. yeah. Well, I meant the Anfield lot, but you know what I mean. <laughs> they certainly won't be happy with nil-nil. How do we feel about this? It's a home win, surely. It is for me, yeah. Yeah, I think still, I mean, maybe yeah. Maybe a 2 nil, something like that. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a, a whitewash. I think it'll be 2-0, two, two maybe 3-1. So a big game for both of both sides for very different reasons. Um, top four battle at the moment. Arsenal beaten by United last week. We touched on them. They've got a tricky looking clash at Southampton this weekend. Arsene Wenger's side have been pretty good of late until that United defeat. Um, their home record was very impressive. Southampton did, gave a good account of themselves at Manchester City. Uh, followed it up with a draw at Bournemouth. Not an easy game for Arsenal this no, I think um, I actually think they they were all right against United. You know, they, they, they made a lot of chances. It was it was one of those games. I think if you play that time that game ten times, this is probably the only occasion that Arsenal lose the game anyway. So you know, I think um, I don't think they'll be too disheartened by the performance. Um, but yeah, it's not an easy game. I think Southampton have looked a little bit better in recent weeks. They had a a really poor start to the season, um, but they were fantastic against Everton. Absolutely hammered them, you know, played them off the park. Um, very good at Man City as well. Very unlucky, only a 96-minute winner from Raheem Sterling stopped them going there and getting a point. You know, and again, as I saw, I saw the game of Bournemouth, and um, again, not a bad performance. I think you know, it's it's a it's a big game down there for Bournemouth that these days, and I think it's for Southampton to go there and come away with a point, probably the better side on the day as well. Not the worst result in the world, so. Um, Arsenal will certainly have to perform to the best of their ability if they want to guarantee coming out of there with three points. Tom, what did you make of Arsenal's fans' reactions to the game against United? You know, we've, we've all seen the bit about match of the day and 33 shots, however many, and that they didn't defend well. Was it, for you, a case of they could have defended better, but ultimately, if they'd have attacked better, they'd have got something? Yeah, it was, it was a very bizarre game. I think Arsenal fans were largely frustrated they just didn't get anything out of it. I think, I think they deserved at least a draw from that, given what they what they put in. Um, but the, the thing was, they they lost the game in the first like ten minutes by conceding two goals. And that's the issue, isn't it? If they mm. if they aren't two 0 up in ten minutes, United, I don't think Arsenal have thirty three shots on goal in that game. It yeah. completely changed how the game went. Arsenal had to throw bodies forward. At the end of the game, Arsene Wenger's got basically he's basically playing three two five with Meza Özil and. Aaron Ramsey as a midfield too. He's going to be all gung ho and out for attack when his team are two 0 three one down. He's got no other choice. Um, but I think in terms of Arsenal fans, they, it's they, they, in the harshest sense, they just need to get over it. It happened. Uh, nothing they say is gonna is gonna change that. And you're right, they have been playing well. They did play well against United. And if they want top four this season, this is exactly the, the kind of game that they need to go and win. Get a response, get back onto that that winning streak. Um, so Arsenal fans need to be 100% behind their team and and not worry about what happened last weekend. 
another North London club that needs to bounce back after a, a weekend when they didn't win. Tottenham, draw at Watford. Davinson Sanchez sent off. Marisha Pochettino has already conceded that the title's gone. Um, they're at home to Stoke. This Wembley isn't kind to them at the moment, is it? No, I think this is um, I think this is a must-win for Tottenham, given the form in the Premier League. Um, they, uh, they got a decent result in midweek in the Champions League to round off what was a, a brilliant campaign for them in, in the group stage of the Champions League. I think they got more points than any other team in Europe. Um, but you know they need they need to take that into the Premier League now. Um, it's been two or three games without a win now. They're obviously um, beaten by Arsenal in a, a result which would have stung, and they haven't really recovered from that. So yeah, they're in desperate need of three points. They need to stay on the coattails of the top four, otherwise that gap will get too big. I think um, Tottenham were in most people's top four at the start of the season, and um, you know they're not in there now. So they they desperately need three points. You know as we as we keep harping back to. Wembley isn't the fortress White Hart Lane was, and they're going to have to make it so pretty quickly if they want to if they want to get back in that top four. No, seventeen wins and two draws at Wembley last season. White Hart Lane. Uh, White Hart Lane last season. <laughs> sorry, they can't match that already at Wembley. But Stoke, Tom, they are opponents that you know we saw Liverpool beat them three 0 in midweek last week. You have to think Tottenham win this. Yeah, I agree. Stoke are a bit of an odd team for me. They, they they sometimes just bring out the best performances against the big teams. We saw last season they beat, I think it was City and United. Um, I mean, I know it was at the best sort of best three six five stadium, but they they're just an odd team. And if Shakiri's on his day, anything can happen because he's I think he's a wonderful player. But having said that, Spurs need the win. Um, obviously, Kane was rested. Midweek, Lorente played up front instead, and I think um, they'll be relying on him for some goals. Before then, the champions are in action. Chelsea at West Ham. David Moyes hasn't had the greatest of starts as Hammers boss. He's now entering a very difficult period of fixtures, starting with Antonio Conte's side. It's at the London Stadium, which I guess is a help to the Hammers. Chelsea vote, you know. Again, as we were saying with Tottenham, if you want to be a top four team, if they want to get back in the title race, they have to win this sort of game. Eden Hazard's in excellent form. James, how do we see it? Yeah, a way win for me. Um, I think we were all a little bit surprised at West Ham's performance um, at the Etihad. You know, they took the lead and it wasn't exactly undeserved. City had a lot of the ball, but didn't really create much. And, and West Ham had the most telling opportunity before the goal came. Fully deserved to take the lead, couldn't quite hold on, but I think Hammers fans will have been encouraged by what they saw. Um, can David Moyes turn them around? I'm not so sure. I think, again, this is the kind of game that if they go a goal down early, that crowd will turn very quickly. Um, and heads will drop. Absolutely. And, you know, since, um, since David Moyes left Everton, he hasn't really come across as the type of manager that's. You know, it's going to give that rousing speech and he's going to get those heads back up that when they perhaps need it. Um, can he deliver that? I'm not so sure. So I think, again, uh, as we as you mentioned in the Merseyside game, <clears throat> the first goal here is so important. West Ham get it, the crowd get up. They'll be confident of getting something if Chelsea get it. I think it could get ugly. If we're being honest, Tom, Sunderland collapsed under David Moyes last season. They went away very, very easily. It was a tame effort for the Black Cats to stay up. He needs to get more from West Ham. Can he? Is he the man that can get the best out of the likes of Marco Arnautovic, 
um, Andre Ayew, players that are a bit mercurial, they can be brilliant one week, but show nothing the next? Um, no. <laughs> no, I mean, he's a good manager, and I think I have always rated him. I think I think he's hit. I think he's been unlucky at times, but I think some of his downfall is his, his own fault as well. Um, but I don't see him as the type of player, uh, manager rather to inspire those those creative players. I think he, I think he knows how to get a team to play decent football, make them fairly solid. But the likes of a lot, of, I mean, you look at when you at Manchester United, you didn't see a lot of flair from them. That little bit of X factor. Yeah, exactly. And I don't see him as the manager to bring that out in players. Um, as I said, I, I do rate him. I think he has got something about him managerial wise, but he's in a horrible run of fixtures. And to, to try and turn around West Ham's fortunes, I just don't think you can do that against the likes of Chelsea and City. I, I think it's too I hard. Think he, I think he needed more points in those first few games than he's got. I really do. You know, the run of fixtures they've got now, if they come out of this run with just a couple of points or whatever, they're going to be cut adrift. So you are you saying already West Ham relegation this season I'm not saying they're done and dusted but if that's I was, where it's going yeah if I was back in three teams to go down right now as we sit here in December they'd be in my three for sure very interesting so I'm guessing you are very much in the Chelsea to win this yeah, weekend yeah I, th- I think it's the right win yeah yeah I think yeah I think we could be looking at 2-3 now Chelsea elsewhere I'm just going to get you to quickly just to pick Burnley Watford ooh at Burnley at Burnley Burnley Ooh, draw. Crystal Palace, Bournemouth. Palace. I agree, by two goals. Why? Uh, because I think they have turned something of a corner. Um, they, look, they look better than they did. They look forward. slightly more solid. I'm not saying they're anything exceptional, but... They, and that's what Hodgson does. He gets some. That's fair. And I'm far from, from uh, far from convinced by Bournemouth as well. That's fair. That's fair. Huddersfield at home to Brighton, two promoted teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, They'll both be up for this, won't they? They will. I'm going home win. Huddersfield. Um, yeah, I think Wagner will lead them to sort of a one nil win. Interesting. Swansea and West Brom. Oh. Swansea uh, bottom, of course, at the moment. This has last on match of the day written all over it. Nil nil. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go a one nil away win. Could that be the end of Paul Clement? Potentially, he's in a lot yeah. of pressure. I think he's favourite to sack at the minute, isn't he? In the sack race, yeah, he's he's under a lot of pressure. Um, this is the kind of game that if Swansea are going to be the drop, they must win. Uh, but I am sceptical as to whether they'll get it, to be honest. Well, speaking of managers perhaps coming under pressure, half-five game on Saturday, Newcastle at home to Leicester. Newcastle being on a bit of a, bit of a dip recently, a number of losses racking up. Yeah, they have, and I think if you'd have had this discussion at the start of the season, Rafael Benitez was probably the safest job going, but it's, it's amazing what a few results can do. You know, he certainly hasn't lost the... Lost the um, Lost the fans or anything like that. I think they're they're all very much behind him up there. It's a bit of a bit of a hero already. So um, yeah, I'm I'm back in. I think I'm back in Newcastle too to sort of arrest that slide this week. Wouldn't be surprised to see them get three points in front of a in front of a big crowd and uh, the TV cameras in the northeast. Tom, I've been impressed by Club Pool at Leicester, and I think they've done very well under him. Uh, Newcastle are out of form. I'm going to go a two draw. Very interesting. I hope so. That'd be good. Will be an exciting end to the uh, Saturday. Okay, folks, that's all from us right now.
Um, I guess Aaron Flanagan will be back next week. At least I hope he is. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Take care, and we will see you at the weekend. Keep up with all the action on Mirror Football. Thanks a lot. <laughs>